And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I do have a taste. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome back to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, Clippers sinking, Pirtle on the move, West playing, and Luca pushing for moves. Today is January 19th. It's National Popcorn day. Jay, are you a regular popcorn eater? Not at all. I'll have some when I go to the movies, but that's about the only time. Will? I, I'm right there. I feel like we're both kind of crazy right now, but I, I feel like I see a lot of popcorn at NBA arenas and I never mm-hmm. eat any of it. Worst, I don't have a microwave. Worst though. idea. Worst idea is to get popcorn at an NBA arena. Don't do that. It's 100%. disgusting. It's see, that's the type of popcorn I like, like the gross popcorn. <laughs> like just right. poured tons of butter on it. Oh, the, the butter at the, the movies is like no go. I'm not touching that whole station. I'm good. You see, see like bad popcorn. Wrong. How do you like bad? Never mind. I don't want to get into this. All right. Our two contestants. Bad popcorn is good popcorn. In this corner, the most braggadocious Beantown bench warmer on a college team that went 2-21. and 21. He writes Celtics. And he reps Kings. Baby. And he still believes in Kevin Pitsnoggle, Luke Herringody, and anybody else who flamed out on their way to the basketball tournament. You can ride with him on Peloton at the Kid the God. It's Orville Red Auerbacher. That was Jay good. Sacramento King. Jay, who was the best media meal in the NBA? The Celtics have a really good spread. They have a brisket. When it's what brisket day, there is nothing what better. A homer. Oh I'm telling you, God. this brisket, this brisket is is like high quality restaurant brisket. It is amazing. And if if you ever came on brisket night, you would agree with me. But but Detroit, Detroit is like I was gonna say, come on like now. There's there's one correct answer here. Kids heaven. And Detroit just stack up, stack up on pizza, stack up on breadsticks, stack up on chicken fingers. It's just—it's all Little Caesars, right? Yeah. Hey, the hot and ready got me through some. But tough it's time, better man. than Little Caesars. Like it's not okay. It's, it's, it's better. It's actually okay. better. <laughs> yeah, they got the Little Caesars section, and then they have like that regular meal, and they got a yeah. little salad section. It's like, yeah, when you go to Detroit, it's like the city before everybody's like, yo, you know we're going to Detroit next time. Huh? Like, well, y'all got to get ready. I'd be like 350 pounds if I covered the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> Schleck, fire up the jazz band, because in this corner from the sweet streets of New Orleans, Crescent City's finest, it's Pelican's beat reporter and future author of the book, Big But Not So Easy, the Zion Williamson story. It's Will Guillory. <laughs> Will. What makes Detroit the best media meal? 
just the variety you know you can go in get your little pizza you can get your uh, i think the last time i went i had some some roast with some potatoes they just give you a little bit of everything you got the options they got a whole dessert section it's mm. like i'm i'm really angry that the pels are in the west i only make one trip to detroit a season that that's how fire their, their media food is and here's my hot take new orleans number one f- food city on the nba calendar Number thirty for media dining. It is it's consistent. rough. Yeah, it's consistently trash in there. Yeah, it's rough in there. You know who surprised me back in the day, and this was after they didn't have any money. The Maloofs used to put out a good media spread, even after the they, cookies there they went are delicious. Broke. Cookies okay. there are big time. Big they time. They put a lot yeah. of thought and care into the cookies. And the Madison Square Canada. Garden should be ashamed for what oh, like they should be. Oh, MSG is trash. Is awful. It's trash. hundred oh, percent. I don't know what they're doing in there, but I know what we're doing in here. It's time for point of contention. Schleck, start the clock. Take one. Clip ship sinking on Tuesday night. Clippers fell to the Sixers, putting the Clippers at twenty-three and twenty-three. They've been in a free fall lately, winning just two of their last ten games, and those wins against the Houston Rockets and the Dallas Mavericks. Paul George had this to say after the loss to the Sixers, quote, we've just been behind the ball in terms of injuries, lineups, and guys in and out. Urgency starts now. we got to start playing with some desperation. Clips currently 23rd in net rating with their offense being the biggest concern. Their offense ranked 27th in the NBA. The biggest reason for that, Kawhi and Paul George have only played 16 games together. In their minutes together, they are plus 7.6 per 100 possessions per NBA.com. So, Jay, I ask you, is it time for the Clippers to panic or give a little hope that they can get healthy and right the ship? It's not panic, but there are legitimate problems with this team. Uh, Their point guards just aren't really threatening in the half court at all. The Celtics, when they played them, guarding them with Luke Cornett, on Reggie Jackson, Luke Cornett, on John Wall, and totally got away with it. Um, like, if you look at that roster beyond the injury stuff, which is obviously a huge, huge piece of why they are where they are, why they're 500. But beyond that, like, who is their third best player? Honestly. Like, you you think of other contenders. Zubats, right? Maybe Zubats. You think of other contenders, and the third best player is, like, a extremely good basketball player. But two, maybe. And and Canard to me Terrence like Canard's really, they're yeah, super he's deep. He's really good, they have yeah. a ton of actual NBA players who deserve minutes, but the, their third best player, like, it's just hard to be a title contender when your third best player is Zubats or whoever else it is. I just I think they need they need to go out and upgrade this roster, um, and they're really good. Like their defense when they're healthy is just engulfing. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I they, mean, the they haven't even had killer. Kawhi and Paul George together most of the time, and their defense is like really, really tough. And and just watching them play, like they're they're locked in, they're tough, they're big, they can play a lot of different ways. Um, but that offense is just kind of yuck. It's yuck. Kawhi is going to have to be like superhuman, and well, Paul George will have to be superhuman. Unless they make upgrades somehow. Like, I just well, don't we'll, see how that roster becomes better than an average offense unless those guys are just phenomenal, which could happen. Well, Will, is, is it just about getting to the playoffs healthy or is there a change needed? Because if you 
even if they're like in the playing tournament, but Kawhi and Paul George are ready to go once we get to mid-April, isn't that kind of just that's what matters? Yeah, but I, I agree with Jay that they, they got to do something about the guard play. I mean, they're trying Terrence Mann at point guard right now, which is like, I kind of okay. like that look. I kind of yeah, like that. I, if they're I putting the like best that, players yeah. on the court, which is fine, but like Terrence Mann ain't going to get the job done when you're playing in the playoffs and people can game plan against Rudy him. Gobert it's like, disagrees. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> with this team, it feels like every single bucket, they got to work so hard. And Kawhi and PG's got to do something amazing every single time down just for them to get two points. Like, nothing's easy for them. And they just need some more guard play reggie jackson has fallen off a cliff from where he's been uh this is sources said season and one of my favorite sources said i think it came from my guy shams was uh the, the clippers are willing to put john wall on the table oh. in trade talks and i guarantee the rest of the league was like yeah we're good thanks <laughs> thanks but uh, no Will, thanks you clearly <laughs> didn't see john wall on theo pinson's podcast also by the way theo pinson has a podcast stuff. he said he really crazy did. shit on there he was like oh yeah lebron and the Cavs didn't want to see us in 2017 I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, nah, John. And like, you could have talked about that maybe like in 2016. You're not that guy anymore to be talking no, that type of trash. It's like their point guard play. They just don't get any easy buckets. They don't get anything in transition. Uh, it's always got to be Paul George or Kawhi creating all the shots. So I just feel like they've got to make a move. And it's funny when they're in the locker room saying stuff like, we got to have some urgency. We got to have some consistency in the lineup. It's like, bro, this is the team y'all built. Y'all built this thing around Kawhi. And Kawhi's listening to PG saying that he's over in the corner like, all right, I'm going to be out tomorrow. You can talk all that <laughs> consistency <laughs> and with the lineup stuff you want, but I'm going to be out tomorrow. And as long as that's kind of the mentality in that locker room, like, hey, yeah. some of these guys are going to play and some of them won't, then I don't see how you can really build anything. Yeah, I I think part of it for me is like I'm still obviously very I'm always going to be very much in the bag for Kawhi like he's he's the guy I've believed in since San Diego State and so I'm going to I'm going to like ride with him especially after what he did in 2019, but it's also like that was a long time ago. That was ago. a while ago, that right? Was that a was a while ago. Else. He's always dragging that leg. I mean, he dragged that leg through 2019 and there's a certain point Jay where like you need reps together on the court. Like, they don't practice much. Like, they don't play much together. Like, you do need that consistency. And it's the same old song with this group. Like, can they get Paul George and Kawhi on the court together? Can they do this? Can they? It's like, no. No, they can't. They never have right. been able to. Um, and, and that's part of the issue. But I, I do think the issues go beyond that. Like, like Will said, it's just really hard for this team to create buckets. They don't have a lot of guys who can just go by their man and get into the yeah. paint and create easy buckets for guys. And they don't have a they don't have an offensive system that gets a lot of guys on the move, right? Like so then it is just a lot of one on one creating and trying to get by a man that you can't really get by. Well, and it's tough too. Like Reggie Jackson, John Wall, those guys just aren't shot makers. Like they're yeah. not gonna be like super threatening teams aren't going to guard them super close so that puts stress on everyone else because there's more more guys in the paint i do ah you guys are too negative Kawhi's going to be on the court they're going to be fine there's a version of this team that's probably extremely amazing at defense and and maybe you just have to go bigger maybe you have to go with like terrence man at point guard norm powell Kawhi, paul george like just play play those guys instead of the point guards but and they then the, too the much backup center is such an issue. Like, 
Yeah, Moses. Like, Mo- Moses, Moses Brown. Moses, yeah, no, nose is brown. No, 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 no. Oh, wow. All right, take two. <laughs> hey, speaking of big men, Pirtle on the block on Tuesday morning. Our own Shams Tarania reported the Spurs center Jakob Pirtle has gained significant trade interest from teams such as the Toronto Raptors and Boston Celtics. Shams continues. Also, players like Terry Rozier. Mason Plumley, Gary Trent Jr., John Collins, who is forever on the trade block, and Boyan Bogdanovich as players in trade discussions. Will, do any of these players truly matter at the trade de- deadline, and will they take anyone else to a different level? Yeah, when I kind of looked at this list, the two names that really jumped out to me were uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and Gary Trent. I'm a big Gary Trent guy. I think he's a real contributor on a good team, can shoot threes, tough as hell, plays defense, and we know Bogdanovich's shoot numbers are crazy this season. But I, I, I like Gary Trent, I can see him like the team I cover, the Pelicans. I think he would help them a whole lot. The Mavs or the Bucks, I think those mm-hmm. would be some good fits for him. But the rest of these guys, like John Collins, I'm kind of out on. Scary Terry, he's cool, but like I don't know how much of an impact he mm-hmm. makes. And uh, Mason Plumley, I'm just out forever. Like, a, if you shoot, he has him. that one. I need to see him shoot every a, game. A lefty oh, free throw in a game that matters. I need no, he does that one lefty jumper alley oop every game, I'm just, and I'm in for it. What I'm really against are these people who are on the internet, like Mason Plumley, so brave for shooting with his left hand, not scared of embarrassment. Jeremy Sochan shooting with one hand, not scared. No, how about you get a, a jumper that Learn looks good? Learn how to shoot. Yes. Shoot like a professional. Shoot like you have access to a gym 24 7 how about at that least, at least shoot like you're on tiktok <laughs> you're watching those better basketball videos on there that's all you need God, um I'm, that's what i'm really out on more than mason Plumley. i don't know those people yeah, who commend yeah. ugly jumpers jay uh speaking of ugly jumpers jay um with the Jakob Pertle news i do think whatever team gets him is going to another level and i i think if the celtics find a way to make that happen i think you could wrap it up like i i think that's a title clincher for them. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what the Celtics do because they could feel totally comfortable with their rotation right now. And if they are fully healthy in the playoffs, Al Horford and Robert Williams can be their only two centers that they play. And then you use Grant Williams at power forward when he comes in. You stagger those two guys so that at least one of them is on the court at all times. Um they they feel confident in how Luke Cornett has played, um, but I, I, honestly, I don't know whether he's that's not just a, a regular he's season thing. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> There's no reason to be confident. He's not good. And yeah, I, I need I need somebody more more exciting that in trade rumors. Though. We can't be having this be oh, like the Jakob Pertle, Terry really? Rozier. What about a D'Angelo Russell? Jakob Pertle. What about a Mike no, Conley no, no, Jr.? I am very out me. on D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Mike Conley's like 73 and I love Mike Conley's game, but but no. No, that does not excite me at all. Although D'Angelo does seem like a he's unhappy over there. He does not seem thrilled with the way oh, yeah. things are going. Probably you know team-wise, probably You know individual. who else doesn't seem thrilled over there? The rest of the team. The, the whole <laughs> damn franchise the, the seems unhappy. Staff, the, the owners. Yeah. The guy selling nachos <laughs> in the concourse. He's yeah. unhappy. Everybody's unhappy. The only person that's happy is the guy selling beers because he has he never had more business than people trying to get drunk at T-Wolves games. <laughs> but that's, you know, it rough. is tough when you see like Shams comes out with like 
the the trade intel and the headliner is is Jakob Pertl. Like Jakob Pertl is a good player. Jakob Pertl is definitely an interesting player, but I need some more juice as the deadline arrives. I need who I need like some. Who do you need? What's the level of player that needs to be above? I, I feel like like Trey Young would be oh. really that would be fun. That would okay. be fun. because yeah, I, I, that would. There's I got another there. fun one to throw out there. There's enough there with the coaching staff. Um, obviously, the front office is a they, mess. They, the front office just decided Ownership to change everything. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I—I I mean, they're not going to trade him, I don't think. But but if if it starts to come out that he's disgruntled, you know, mm. may, maybe he wants out or is thinking mm-hmm. about it. That's the type mm-hmm. of stuff that that I need to see moving forward. Will who spices up for you? This might be a little spicy, but uh, I would say Chris Paul's name should be out there. Whoa. I, I think because like if I Phoenix like continues Whoa. to fall off, we've already seen them starting to say stuff like, hey, Phoenix might be interested in Fred Van Vliet. Yep. And to me, that says we're ready to move on that point guard. We're ready to find – because we know they're not moving on from Devin Booker. So they got to find a point guard to play with Devin Booker. And if they just continue to to sputter the way they have, you could probably get some for CP. And I think waiting to move him is going to be the worst thing because you, you're not going to get any more value from him as he continues to get older. So if they just feel like, hey, we're just fighting for the play-in, why not just kind of sh- shuffle mm-hmm. the deck a little bit here and see where we can do going into 23-24? But I think that's the name I would be like, hey, if somebody wants to jump into the CP sweepstakes, that can make a difference for somebody. Okay, They're in a really interesting right. situation. Okay, They're in a had really one and out. One and out with Chris Paul. That's what it's got to be. The honeymoon and then get out. They're in a really interesting situation, man. Because they were awesome when Devin Booker was healthy at the beginning of the season. Like they were. Yeah, people forget they were really good. Yeah, they were really, really good. And, I mean, last year, obviously, it ended as disastrously as it could. But they were just a machine. Mm -hmm. And I... There's got to be, like, some version of this team that's, that's very competitive. And the West is so wide open that that if they use Jay Crowder to go and get someone and then get Booker healthy, like you could talk yourself into that group. But also if they wanna they wanna just tear it apart, Chris Paul's close to forty now and not getting any younger. Finally a- age might be hitting him a little bit. A little advice for the trade market. Jay Crowder, stop talking to people. Just <laughs> it, every comment makes it somehow less less amenable for you. Like it's like, like we were all on your side, and now it's you just got to stop talking. Amenable? All right, we'll get into the well, yeah, amenable, yeah, amenable. It both ways work. <laughs> yeah, look it up. We'll get into the West play-in race, but first, I this hope I'm break. Right. Back after this. Now I'm questioning myself. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. 
Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Take three, the race for 10. The West playing race is starting to heat up with the Lakers, the Suns, and the Blazers all on the outside looking in at the Thunder, the Wolves. I know I'm right. The Jazz and the Warriors. That's a fun little break between the commercials in between that moment. (laughs) Keep all this in, Schleck. The West is very jumbled in the middle. In fact, nine of the 15 teams in the West are within three and a half games of one another. With the February 9th trade deadline approaching fast like a freight train, several of these teams will be looking to upgrade to keep their playoff hopes alive. So, Jay, let me pull you away from the dictionary and ask you, who do you think ultimately makes the play-in tournament in the West? I'm just, I'm I'm honestly a little rattled right now. My man (laughs) said amenable. (laughs) And I think he was right. And and that's the most disappointing part. Oh, man. Is that he's right. Uh... I honestly think that the Clippers are going to end up in the play-in tournament. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be the Clippers and Oklahoma City getting into the playoffs. Wow. I like that. I like the idea of OKC just saying, let's keep it going. Let's see if we can make things weird here. They're they're actually good, and and here's the thing: I do not good believe defensively. Which I don't is believe in Minnesota at all. No, um, <laughs> Por- Portland could definitely get in the mix. I think F- Phoenix will be fine once Booker. Yeah, I, I take that back. I can't have the Thunder in there. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Phoenix, Phoenix, and the Clippers will make it out of the play-in tournament. And the you Golden State, stab, Golden State, stabbed Schlecht right in the chest there. Yeah, the back just left right our producer chest. is yeah. a uh, Thunder rough. guy, and uh, <laughs> I took it back. But sorry, Schlecht, they, you are rattled. I'm going to Will. You don't even know how to talk anymore. Will, who do you think is going to make the play-in tournament? <laughs> amenable, you man. know, what I'm I'm amenable to I'm OKC a, making yeah. the play. You know, some may even say I'm amenable shit, to Jay. it. You know, yeah, he's but, both. But uh, I, I I wrote down my four teams. I got Clips, Suns, Portland, OKC in. I've got mm. many Utah Lakers out. Yes, I agree with that. And I've got – and I think I'm going to go Clippers, Portland as the two teams that make it in Ooh. to the actual playoffs. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I really love what OKC is doing. Shea and, uh, and Giddy, I think, are moving up there as one of the best backcourt tandems in the league. Giddy's been incredible the past couple weeks. And, you know, all of these young guys, they're just figuring it out. Trey Mann's doing stuff. They got, you know, Aaron Wiggins out there. They got all of these young guys. I, I love me some Kenny Hustle from way back in his Pelicans days. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just got a bunch of dudes. They they probably need a little bit of front court help just to give just to make it a little bit more sustainable for the long term. But, yeah, I, I really love what they're doing out there. They're playing hard, and Shea has them believing. I think maybe more than anything else – he gives them a legit crunch time score. Whenever they play in these close games, it feels like Shea's the guy who closes it out more times than not. So I feel really good about what they're doing. And, I mean, we've said it before, but I don't feel good about what Minnesota's doing whatsoever. <laughs> and and you, Utah, Utah's about to get another lottery pick. Like, I don't think it's going to be a high one, but, I mean, my goodness, that trade already. That's yeah, rough. it's the, bad, man. And Walker Kessler is like already better than Rudy Gobert, which is he had he. All right, everyone needs to relax on this. Okay, <laughs> he had a he had a great game in which Rudy played five minutes because he hurt his groin. Like that's I mean, everyone needs to relax. But if you were going to he's trade good, him, he's good. You would he's not good. trade 
Walker I'll Kessler Walker. straight up for Rudy I Gobert. I wouldn't trade oh. for Rudy Gobert for anything. So that's like that's on. I mean, <laughs> once you throw the salaries in there, it's not even close. Oh like, my god, take the salaries out. I just don't want Rudy on my team. I don't want a guy that complains all the time on my team. <laughs> I kind of want the Thunder in the playoffs now. Like I, I kind of said that just to throw. A He's back, Schlecht. He's back. I kind of said that in. just to throw a curveball. But We're those, amenable to those it. dudes. The chat is nothing but Schlechter's going, wow. <laughs> those dudes are actually tough to guard. Like the pace they play with, and not just like running and gun. It's like the pace they play with in the half court Everything's is really impressive. Like that is a really well-coached team that clearly listens to what they're being told. And uh I'm me, a big Thunder me, guy this year. Let me get uh, Andrew to throw one more wow in there. If they make the playoffs, do we see Chad Holmgren at some point this year? What is, is that a possibility? Wow. <laughs> no, that would be fun. The all caps throw. That's wow all caps wow. Yeah, you can't throw him. <laughs> I mean, I went through this with Zion last year in the playoffs. Ooh. Everybody wanted Zion to come back for the playoffs. If they mm-hmm. make it deep enough, do we the, do the we Thunder see Chad a, at some point? The Dude. Oklahoma City have a Thunder have a positive net rating. That's crazy. And they're, I want to say, I mean, last I checked, they were like 11th in defense. Like they, like that's a young team that defends. That's like that. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to compare them straight up to this team, but that's what the Grizzlies did when they started becoming good, right? Is they were good defensively out of nowhere as a young team, and that's just good coaching. Who would have thought that a, a talk about the play-in tournament in the it's West just thunder was, talk? Was, yeah, this is thunder talk. I'm with it. I kind of love that. All right, but they're in the mix. Up. They're in the mix. Coming it is more up. than halfway through the season, and they are Schleck in the says, I tricked y'all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Pat Beverly. All right. Coming up after the break, Mavs making an upgrade soon. Back after this. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids and Honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Take four, Luka pushing for moves. Dallas Mavericks 24-21, and 21, fifth in the Western Conference. But that doesn't seem to be good enough for Luka Doncic. This comes from ESPN. Quote, Doncic has strongly indicated he wants the Mavs to upgrade the roster before the February 9th trade deadline. You'll remember, recently, someone put a cool mural up. Someone, somewhere, in Dallas with Luca saying, get him some help. And Mark Cuban called it disrespectful. Said, hey, cool mural, but it's disrespectful. Take it down. Don't take it down. Disrespectful but you gotta, to who? You got to be those? better to the Mavericks, to the Mavericks team. <laughs> the Mavericks. And then, and then Luca says, hey, I need some help. <laughs> Will, what are your thoughts on public demands for roster upgrades? And can the Mavs do anything right now to help out Luca? Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm I'm done with guys putting pressure on the front offices to 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 do something and to want to win big because they LeBron put so much it. pressure. Yeah, LeBron should try to go that route. You know, he's tried everything else. Uh, but, but I, I think, uh, but I think, yeah, the big the big thing for them is just like when I look at them, I say, yeah, it would be great if they added some help if they gave Luca some something but it's like how many of these dudes want to go to Dallas and be like part of Luca and the Pips like who wants to mm. just like does does Gary Trent who's going to be a free agent this summer want to go stand in the corner like Tim Hardaway is he might is want scary, some of those passes though he might want some of those passes Terry, like we know Scary Terry wants the ball is he going to go to Dallas and be happy like Boyan gets to shoot whatever he wants in Detroit is he going to go over there and stand in the corner in Dallas so I think that's my big question with them is like, how many of these dudes actually want to go to Dallas and, and be a part of that squad? But they need help, no doubt, because if Tim Hardaway is your second best guy, it ain't great. Yeah, they've regressed defensively from last year, and, and it seemed like the only thing they really fixed last year was just like they rebounded better. You know, they would get misses and they rebound better, and now they, they don't rebound that way anymore, and the defense has slid way down. Also – you know, unrelated, they acquired Christian Wood in the offseason. So, you know, crazy how the defense goes down with that. But hey, Jay, what can the Mavs do? Uh, they're in a weird spot because Luka is putting pressure on them. And Luka is good enough that you have to listen to him. And if Luka gets pissed off, that is bad for your entire franchise. That said, you have to be patient. And I a lot of franchises, when they have a guy that's as precocious and as dominant as Luca is, you can try to get ahead of yourself and try to mm-hmm. fast forward it and try to put a contending team around him right away versus being patient and and looking for the right opportunities because you have years. Like it, It's not like this is it for Luca. It, it's not like this is going to be your best chance. No matter who they acquire at the trade deadline, this team is probably not going to be a championship, a real championship contender, and and letting go of Brunson suggests to me that that front office understands it's not about building the best team right now. It's about being patient, looking for the right opportunities to eventually build the right team around Luca. And, and honestly, 
Like he's incredible, but I do think you need a certain group of guys around him. Like like you need people who it, can ma- who can make up for his defensive shortcomings. You need long mm-hmm. wings, athletic wings. Uh, you need a secondary creator. Like there, there's a list of things you have to check off to build around Luca. You need a lot of shooting to to maximize his playmaking. Yeah, um, and and like, their roster honestly is OG far and from Anobi. it. They should go be going after goes like OG, right? Like that's the type of player. Young guys like that who can build with Luca and mm-hmm. who would f- complement him and accentuate his gifts. That's all they need to be looking at. That's it. And it doesn't matter if it's for this year or later. Like just get guys that fit next to him and compliment him. Yeah, well, I think, will I? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say just the the big picture wise with them. I think it's hard to really take them seriously as a title contender until they get like a serious number two in there, like a second star, a second all-star level guy. And I think just looking at that roster, the way it's constructed, I I just, it's hard to see how they can get that guy. Like, are they going to really be able to do like a Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood type trade plus a million draft picks to go get somebody? And like, who can you really get at that point? And like, I think I just kind of go back to like, them swinging and missing as hard as they did on the KP trade, I think might have set them back more than they really thought. And I think they they kind of bounced back from it and got some good pieces sending KP out there to, to the Wizards. But it's just like, man, it's just like what's their path to getting that second star next to – like as much as I love OG, OG's really good. He would help them a lot. But it's like is OG going to be your second best player when you're going no. against the no, Nuggets no, no. or the Grizzlies? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, who's that guy, and how are they going to get him in Dallas? And and what point is you already see it now? What, at what point is that is Luca going to start getting impatient with their attempts to get that second guy? I I think too on that is we're seeing a little bit of like kind of the same issues of bringing in another guy next to James Harden in Houston, right? Like you can bring mm-hmm. in names, like they haven't done like well they kind of did that with Chris Depps, but it was Luca's also so young at that point. Like I don't know if that's fair, but you can bring in names, but that's a very heliocentric offense right like everything's him and it's not a lot of anything else until it has to be and that's a tough way to play basketball that's a tough way for other guys to to just decide to fit in and play and then on top of that you know I don't want to take away from what they did last year but I think it's fair like did they make the conference finals or did they end up in the conference finals and I think when you end up in a in conference finals look at Atlanta for example it can trick you into thinking you're you're further along than you actually are at that building point, and so I it, like it's great that they made it. That's good experience, but it doesn't mean that they're there consistently moving forward. To their credit, right? I think they understood that, and I think that's part of the reason why they weren't more aggressive in trying to keep Jalen Brunson. And obviously, they screwed that up. And by the tampering. And the tampering, but obviously they but screwed that up by not. <laughs> I think that's why they didn't by have not signing him to a smaller extension earlier. <laughs> but I think it's the tampering, but yeah, <laughs> it's they they did not treat that like oh we're a piece away from being a championship team. I right. think that they they're taking a longer view. Um, and I, honestly, like there aren't too many like super intriguing pieces on that roster. There just aren't. Like yeah, I would I would want Kleber on my team. I'd want Hardaway Jr. on my team. Dorian Finney-Smith is a great player to have Dor- on your team. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and they need him to be healthy. Like, he's been out a bunch, so maybe that's maybe it's more fair to pin that defense on that absence than the Christian Wood addition. I just – Rockets fans, you got to be happy not to have to pretend he's good anymore, right? Yeah. All right. There's Take just not five. a ton there, and it's not like there's young prospects either. They're just kind of a yeah. boring roster around Luka. 
Take five, step for president? Warriors visited the White House Wednesday morning, and as part of their year-long championship celebration, Draymond Green was asked about Steph running for president someday, and Green said this, I think Steph could someday run for president of the United States. Smart, put together, doesn't really make mistakes. Why not? He also nominated himself for Secretary of Defense, and everyone had a big old media chuckle at that. It's what a line, because you gotta laugh when someone says something that's marginally clever. Uh, that's just what you gotta do. Jay, don't want to get political here, but... Would you vote for Steph Curry for president? Yes. Yes, I would. And and here's why. Think of how much it takes to keep a core group of players together and on the same page and working towards the same goal in the mm. modern era. Right. Those dudes won a championship in 2015. Mm-hmm. They started their run years before that. They have been together and... They've gone through so much, and they haven't splintered. Him, Draymond, Clay Thompson, like, it takes a special gift. <laughs> Draymond to, did punch a teammate and drive another one out. But, but yes, they got through it. it. They got through it. <laughs> you're, you're a not Hall of have, Famer away from the team. You're not going to have a presidential term with no conflicts, one. no controversies. You just got to get through it. Kevin Durant, you know, there was that whole thing on the bench, whatever. Uh, he ended up leaving. <laughs> he cussed off Steve Kerr a few times. But, but, you know. but seriously, think of how quickly <laughs> NBA windows shut today yeah. and how quickly yeah. players move on, teams move on, guys get unhappy. What what Steph, Clay, and Draymond and Steve Kerr have been able to do, and I'll throw Andre Iguodala in there, Yeah, what, what they've been able to do for this long is incredible. And... And to still have the enthusiasm, and maybe they don't have the enthusiasm this year. They're just about five hundred and don't defend anyone. But to they to suck keep on the road, to keep <laughs> that spirit as long as they've done it is just presidential. Presidential? It's presidential. Uh, <laughs> I don't. He lost so much steam there. He lost so much steam. It's like presidential. He, he got caught in the air, and he's just like, I got to throw it to somebody. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I think I landed that perfectly, honestly. You know what? The way you said that is perfect because that's a perfect transition of my presidential candidate who is not named Stephen Curry. I'm not going to do what Marcus Thompson would do in this scenario and just vote Steph Curry. Mm. I'm throwing right. in a different name in the hat. Ooh. I'm throwing Ja Morant up for president. I think what? Ja is a, is a, a uniter. He's a, he's a, he unites his a teammates. Uniter. It's going to talk shit to every leader in the world. He doesn't mind stunting on his opponents. I want a president who stunts on his opponents. I don't want y'all feeling comfortable when my he's president He's going to be like, I'm not worried field. about Russia. <laughs> Forget Russia. We, we're stunting on the rest of y'all. I want somebody who's going to come in and change everything up, who's going to make us feel like what we were doing in the past ain't working. I want somebody who's going to have money bag yo and yo Gotti mm-hmm. shooting dice in the Oval Office. Right. I want somebody who's going right. to come in and have people braiding hair in the White House. I just right. want somebody to change up the vibe. I don't want the same old, same old. Give me John Morant and all of the Memphis rappers for president 2024. All of them. <laughs> I want all, all of them on the ticket. Every single, Every single one. one. Uh, what about this? Why don't we just end democracy? Why don't we go to maybe a more royal approach? And as King James goes away from the NBA, he just rules... A country. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Have I been watching The Crown? Yeah, I just started it. 
It has nothing to do with me think, thinking we should have kings and queens and ruling everything. Like, I, has it worked out historically? No. But, you know, LeBron's a, LeBron's a good dude. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Like, is he going to put Russell Westbrook in charge of something he shouldn't be in charge of? Maybe. But that's part of the fun, right? Isn't that politics? Is that what we're supposed to do? I need the John Morant. I need to see his uh, policies. John Morant? His policies. They'd be awesome. With with King LeBron, does that mean we got to deal with uh, Bryce putting out podcasts about how Bronny was mean to him when he was growing up? Yes. I think (laughs) they just try to (laughs) replicate everything that's happened. Bryce splinters (laughs) away from the James family. By the way, if you're thinking about watching that Harry and Meghan thing, just watch the first two episodes. Episodes three through six are not worth it. That the, you're not going to learn anything else unless you really want to see Tyler Perry at some point. There's really no need to see the sixth episode at all. Uh, hey, that seems like a good way to wrap up this podcast. That's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. We've got Warriors Plus Minus with future president Steph Curry. Anything is potable. Down to dunk. No dunks. we got the glue guys. we got Sixers Beat, and we got the Bun and Cardigan Show with our good friend James Edwards III out there in Paris. Just, I don't know, eating croissants and baguettes and and taking fit pictures. Every, every every single tourist attraction you can find. <laughs> the for Eiffel King, Tower fit's going to be crazy. Oh, oh it's going to be gonna nuts. Go crazy. <laughs> uh, for Jay King, Will Killery, for Andrew Schlecht, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention. Vote for Ja. Vote Ja. I'm still shook by Amenable, man. That, that has me, that had me legit rattled it. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.